Hello, everybody, and welcome to Craven Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Fiora. I'm here with Justin Cohen. This is episode 10. Uh, how's it going, Justin? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad, brother. So, uh, as you probably already know, my goal for this podcast is to get everybody's story out there and motivate each other, or motivate each other and others to uh, join us in the fitness journey and change lives. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'll start, like, uh, what's your story? Where did you grow up? Um, you know, what made you the man you are today? Uh, I grew up in um, Westminster, Maryland. I moved up here probably when I was uh, six. Uh, my mom and dad <clears throat> tried uh, tried moving up here, tried to sit together, uh, came out probably about five years down the road to realize they were better off friends. Which was which was fine. They handled it good. They separated. Um, so I just went back and forth. They always had a good relationship. Um, nothing was ever, uh, you know, that I was, it was never that back and forth thing you see, you know, see all the time. And you know, I had a really good childhood. You know, my parents took care of me. But like I said, I can't, I can't, uh, can't say they 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 are always there to be parents and not you know bring me in the middle of anything or you know what you see these days and. Uh, so I grew up, you know, I was in sports. Uh, I played baseball and football uh, year round. When I came to get a little older, uh, for some reason, my body wouldn't grow. So I just, uh, I stuck to baseball. Mom, my mom hated that I played football. So uh, <laughs> I stuck to uh, baseball, uh, travel teams, whatever it may not. Uh, I got into high school, kind of left baseball. I was like, ah. Eh. Now I'm a teenager. I don't want to stay after school and practice. I want to kind of live that. Uh, the kind of want to have a so yeah that party life exactly exactly right. You know I just kind of you know lived it. Um, graduated in uh, 06 uh, from Westminster, or sorry from uh, Key, uh, right outside of um, Westminster, and uh, just started working right away. So I got to high school. I didn't go to college or anything like that, and I uh, started doing trades. Uh, the first thing I ever did, I was a painter and I started doing that and, um, you know, just trying to make money from the first truck I ever bought was a Ford Ranger. And my, my, my week's pay was a week pay for, you know, for my truck. So it was like, you know, grinding and I was just trying to make a truck payment, you know, um, you know, a little after that, you know, I, um, so the first time I ever started lifting weights, <clears throat> excuse me i'll never forget uh i went in my buddy's house i've never watched a ufc fight in my life i was i just i, I never watched him my buddy's come here and watch him I'm like all right so it was the first fight it was rick uh randy couture and i watched the fight that night and it got me all fired up you know guys carrying around drinking and i was like that's what i want to do i mean just out of high school i'm like i want to start you know going to the gym and i want to learn how to do mma so I bought a bench press and, you know, cause I wanted to lift and I bought a bit, a bag. So I'm at the house and I'm lifting and then I start searching the internet for a, uh, for a place to go. And I found one about a half an hour from the house and, you know, he's like, Oh, we're going to give you the whole, uh, we'll give you a week, you know, see if you can last. And the first week was just hitting the bags. I'm like, Oh man, I got this. I can do this. <laughs> well, the second round, let's just, you know, let's just uh, say I didn't like it hit back in the face. 
Um, so that was the end of my, um, my little UFC career I wanted to have. So I got out of that quick. Why did, why did it, why did it end you? Uh, you know, it's, it's, up. it's fun when you're hitting a bag, man, but when something's hitting back, smashing your mm. face, it's not as fun anymore. You know, yeah. you know, you yeah. think, you think you're tough and you're fighting, having a good time. And then you go with guys that take the shit a little more serious than you do. And you get the shit kicked out of you. It's not as fun as, as it looks on TV. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, from there on out, I, you know, I kind of, I would lift here and there. Um, I, I definitely didn't do any of the uh, MMA anymore. I started lifting. I found a buddy to start going with. Um, he used to go to the, uh, started the first gym I went to was the Y. And I started lifting and I felt good about myself. And um, really when I got out of high school, I never, I never got away from the partying stage. Something about, you know, alcoholism has always ran in my family. Uh, my mom was an alcoholic growing up, but by the time I could really understand things, she, thank God, sobered herself up, and she's been sober for 25-plus years now. But growing up, that was always my battle. It was always, well, this runs in your family, that runs in your family. You know, alcoholism runs in your family, and I always heard it, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be that statistic. doesn't matter what it is. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Well, I mean, growing up around that too, well, like seeing your parents do it constantly, I'm sure that's a yeah thing too. And yeah, it doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, makes, so, makes you as a kid think it's okay. You know I mean? Yeah, not saying they're bad parents, but no, not at all. And see, the thing is about my mom is that you know, um, my sister um, has had you know bad memories of my mom, but I mean, if you ask me about my mom drinking beer, it was. I mean, we live in Maryland. It was going to grab her a Coors Light so she could eat some more crabs. It wasn't nothing like I, – I don't have any bad experiences with my mom, you know. You know, so when she got um, when she got sober, you know, it, my mom growing up, you know, she was awesome. You know, I have um, a sister. She's uh, she's older than me. She's still alive. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I lost my – she was my older sister at the time, too. I lost her to drugs. So growing up, I never, ever – dabbled in drugs i never thought about it you know I, I might when i was younger smoke smoke some weed but i never like literally like looking hard drugs i was like nope i watched my sisters i saw my sisters going in and out of rehab i was like that's not the life i want before you know i got a, a fiance um she's the one that i got to and i uh, started trying to thought i was gonna be an mma fighter you know and i just never got out of that party stage um the gym was more of a, I wanted to look good, but I wasn't willing to put in the time. I thought maybe if I lift, you know, I would lift maybe for a month and a half, two months, and then be like, ah, but I need to take a break. And I'd find, you know, whether it's, you know, drinking throughout the week or, you know, whatever it may be, I just needed some kind of excuse to stop going to the gym for a little bit because I want to drink, drink beer. So you met your so you met your fiance you said and uh, you guys ever get married in the middle no of no um I uh, alcohol kind of took over that I was I was immature um I did not treat her the way that she deserved to be treated I mean and the thing is you don't know you know you don't know at the time how you're, you you treat somebody how you're acting until you can look back at how you, how far you've come and then then you're like you know what. I, I blame that person, but it was actually mine. So no, we did not get um, 
we did not get married. Um, I'm still a uh, funny story. She actually got remarried and he is one of my best friends and we're still close. We still hang out. You know, actually I, I just talked, I talked to her and talked to him and just uh, every day. So, you know, just the way that everything's planned out. But I mean, that's, that's, that's part of being an adult. I realize my mistakes and sometimes you're just better off to be friends. And, um, but the funny story is the way I met my wife is through my ex fiance sister it was like, you know, when we, me and my fiance broke up, she was like, I got a, I got a, um, a girl for you to meet. And I'm like, mm, I just got out of something, but okay. Well, sure enough, it was my, my soon to be, you know, wife. So when, even when I got with my wife, um, sounds bad, but I was like, you know, I said, I just came out of this relationship. I'm like, I'm the best, like, cause when my fiance left me, I was like, I need to change. And I started doing things to try to become a better person. And, um, I thought deep down that I was the best person. I was like, I'm such a better person now. I looked myself in the mirror. Oh man, I've, I've grown so much. And I kept telling my, my wife now, I was like, this is, like, I'm not going to change. I changed enough after I just got left. This is the best you're going to get. So either take me or leave me. And she stayed with me. Uh, so to probably about a year or so into being together, um, we got engaged. We were planning to have a, a little boy, uh, March. And uh, he passed away at, I think she was 19 weeks. And oh, yeah, and when she passed away, like, and I hate to say it, but usually, you know, a lot of tough times, we either bring you closer or push you farther apart. And we just, um, we just had a lot of, uh, we just fought a lot. And now it wasn't her fault. It wasn't my fault at that point. It's just, we didn't know how to handle our grief. So we just took a lot of stuff out of each other. Um, and we ended up splitting up. And then uh, I drank heavily. I mean, I was literally I, – I, the only thing I've always said is that I always, I've always been a hard worker. Nothing that I've ever done has ever got in the way of me going to work. That's probably where I'm at uh, in life today because no matter how hard life gets, I make sure I get my ass up every morning and, you know, go to work. So, you know, um, we eventually got back together. Um, I just when sometimes you realize when you're away from somebody how much they take care of you, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to get you know get back together." And you know, and at that point, I realized you know I had a drinking problems. Everything that ever happened in my life, I always ran to alcohol to take away that feeling, take away that pain. And I was like, you know, and I and I realized it then, but I didn't act on it. About uh, two years later, had my first son, uh, healthy changed my life. I learned I got to step up. I got to be a man. You know, I got to, I'm a family now, you know, so I stepped up. I took, you know, I, I matured in ways, but I still wasn't, um, I wasn't the man that I could look in the mirror and be like, this is who I want to be. So I just kind of kept going, took care of my kid. And that's one thing that, um, I've always say like, no matter, I've been a bad fiance and I've been a bad husband, but I've never been a bad that is the one of the biggest things that I take pride in is being a father. And I mean, I guarantee you can relate, you know, at the same thing. Oh yeah. I mean, there's nothing, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all have, uh, you know, spouse problems every once in a while. When it comes to being a dad, you just can't fail at that, you know, 
so, you know, life went on every time some kind of problem happened in life, you know, I would just, it was just easier to drink it away and to not have to worry about it for that time. I didn't have, I didn't have any other outlet. I didn't look at the gym, you know, for these years, I I, I would go to the gym. I would still lift, you know, I would still, um, you know, go there for a month, go there for two months, maybe three months. But I wanted, like I said, I wanted those results that would happen every night, you know, (laughs) and I didn't see it. So then, um, years later I had my second kid, Camden healthy and, um, you know, everything, everything was great. You know, I've had two healthy kids, but, uh, no matter what would happen, I just, I just still like to party. I still like, I, it's like, I, I, I wanted to grow up to be a dad, but I also, I still wanted to enjoy my friends, you know, drink, act like I was in high school again. And I just did not take that next big step. Um, and you know, then probably about five years ago, I'll never forget it. I got the call from my mom. And like I said, my mom and my mom and dad, they've been, you know, separated since I was seven years old. And my found out my dad, excuse me. Uh, they found out he had Alzheimer's and dementia. So, I mean, the way I reacted is like, ah, that happens. That happens to old people. You know, you see that in you see that in nursing homes. That ain't, ain't. And I literally like, took it like a grain of salt. You know, at that time, my dad still owned his own business. You know, he he was very, very, very successful. So I was like, ah, all right. And I just kind of blew it off. I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't take too much of it. You know, and my dad is the man that made me am to who I am right now. Like I'm hardworking. You know. Always making sure my my dad's biggest thing growing up because I've tried plenty of jobs, plenty of trades, see what I like. He was like, I don't care what you do, just make sure before you quit one job you find another. And I was like, all right. And you know, growing up, that's just who he was. Hardworking, always there, good family man for like you know me and my sister. So years went by, and he starts to go downhill, and I still don't want to see it. I'm like, there's there's no way, like. My dad does not have all time. She's not. There's no way. I mean, and at this time, my dad's, he's only 56. So you hear a 56-year-old having all times in dementia. You're like, what? Like, that's not even heard of. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, I mean, you know, so, you know, I just kind of let it go. And I just I didn't want to believe it. You know, my mom's sitting here, Justin, he, he has it. My sister, Justin, he's not, it's not. He, this isn't made up. This really happened. And I just didn't want to believe it. And the only thing I knew about Alzheimer's and dementia when I first heard about it was that people will forget you. I didn't know anything else. I didn't know that like how bad it, how bad it would get. So, you know, it came down to, um, I would go down to and see him. He actually got put in a nursing home uh, a year later. So I'm walking in a nursing home and you got people that are 70, 80 years old. And there you have my dad, 56 years old, just standing there. And at that point, he was somewhat, he was somewhat all, you know, pretty much all there. He could understand why am I here? I want to go home, you know, all this. I'd leave there and I'd be a wreck. I'm like, I'm leaving my dad. You know, he's sitting here, all these old people, they can, can't do anything. And here my dad is, can talk to me, understands everything. And I can't do anything about it. I would literally leave there, come home and I would, drink and drink and drink. And then I'd just take out my frustration on anything else 
but the right way. Come to find out, probably half and half a year later, six months, I got a DUI. Um, I was leaving a bar. Or sorry, I uh, my buddy called me, asked me to come pick him up. It was two o'clock in the morning. I said, dude, I'll come get you. I thought I was fine. Went and picked him up. Walked inside, had a beer, and then leaving, I got pulled over by a state trooper. So, <clears throat> but this time, Seth just started coming back out with, uh, he was, you know, coming back. He brought uh, all American Roughneck back. And I didn't know who else to reach out to. I didn't have my dad there. And I don't know why. And this is the time Seth had Snapchat. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to Snapchat, Snapchat him. And I just told him, I just, I, it was next morning. I got a DUI. I don't know what the hell to do with my life. You know, I know he was going through some things in his life and he got back to me and it wasn't just a, Hey man, you'll pull through. He literally wrote me a long ass paragraph about pushing through and, uh, you know, everything will work out and just positive shit. And I'm like, this guy took time out of his day, like to help me to lift my head up. And it wasn't just like, like I said, it wasn't just like a get better. You'll be fine or keep your head up. He literally wrote me, you know, stuff going to his life, stuff going on. And just, and I was like, holy shit. So, I mean, I just, after that, um, I got my shit together. I mean, took it, but I got my shit together. I, um, you know, I started going to the gym a lot more. Um, and I just kept following Seth, you know, and for, for, you know, a couple months I, we would, we would snap and he would answer right back and he would talk and, you know, He'd see pictures and he'd be like, hell, like just every little encouraging thing he could say he did. And it was, I mean, he probably don't know, but he really changed my life. And, you know, a lot of people, that's why we're so close as the demo crew and, and Axe and Sledge is because we're all a little bit of Seth in a way, you know, and you see a lot of, yes, we all have, we all have a little bit of Seth and people are like, oh, you know, and I guarantee you see my Sledge, you know, people, oh, you're trying to be like Seth. You know, no. That's why we relate so much to Seth is because we have a part of like he has something in his life or Bob or, you know, Dean that we just relate to him. And it's like, holy shit, you know, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. And that it's a whole hardworking motherfucker mentality. I mean, like Seth presents that as, as like you work your fucking ass off in everything that you do. And each of us. I mean, you either had yeah. it or you have it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're you're absolutely right, and that's just, you know, um, I was always, you know, and I was always a hardworking guy, but I just didn't have, I just didn't have that that extra drive, and it just took to be around the right fucking people to to change everything, and you know, so eventually, you know, I can go down and see my dad right now. I mean, my dad's at the point where, um, you know, he's gone. He's in a seventh stage of, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia, but I can still go down there, come home and I don't want to drink. It's not that it's not that I want to come home and I don't want to drown my thing, you know, my worries away. And, you know, you can, it's so cliche, but if you listen to a lot of Seth's videos, it's just, it's spot on. Like we all got fucking problems, you know, it's just a matter, you know, how you handle them, you know, and his biggest saying, well, I don't problems, just work, you know? And I go down and see my dad and I come home now and it's just like, okay, it's going to fuel my next workout. And I'll literally go into the gym, put my headphones on, think about what upsets me and I'll rep something out instead of, and, and don't get me wrong. I still, I'll still drink beer now, you know, on the weekends, I still like to have a good time, but I know how to handle myself. I don't go to that to, to get away from life. 
you know, I, and, and if you listen to, you know, a lot of his YouTube videos, Seth will say, you know, you need to feel those feelings. You know, when he went through everything he went through with his, you know, ex, he wouldn't drink, he wouldn't do anything because he, you need to feel those feelings to, you know, feel the real shit. And when I started doing that, my whole life changed, you know, and, you know, that's what it comes down to. Like these days, like I've literally, I go to the gym, you know, I five, you know, not, I'm not going now because obviously for this damn coronavirus, but, you know, I usually like to go five days a week, you know, and that's, that's my outlet now. I don't, I don't run to that anymore. And I think the biggest thing is what Seth's created. I mean, this demo crew is, is something that you can't, you can't write it. Like we're literally, we're all like right now with all this coronavirus going on, look at all of us on challenges. Like we're all sitting there. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's some people that are getting challenged. Fucking every challenge they're tagged in it. I'm like, man, you sore. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I was earlier. (laughs) I did one. uh, So Tony Davis did a push up challenge and I, I'm not going to lie, dude. I didn't fucking get it at all. It was like that, uh, whatever he did. And I completely just put some random song on and was doing push-ups, like Paul's push-ups. Dude, I had no fucking idea what he was doing. So I tried it and then I watched it later and they're like, you did that completely wrong. So then I came up from work today and I fucking <laughs> did it. And then uh, another guy, Tom, challenged me on dips. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I was like, well, we keep getting after it. So, yeah, I mean, dude, but like, there's nothing like Axe and Sledge or the demo crew. We're literally, I mean, people can say there's other other like um, ambassador programs. I mean, yeah, there might be, but dude, we're pretty we're pretty tight group. Like the support's there, the motivation, just constant like constant motivation. It's just fucking, and everybody's yeah. there to like and lift I mean, each other up. The best part is, is that we're such a tight knit group. Say some random keyboard warrior likes to come in and be behind. Like as soon as like they try attacking somebody, we all hop on and we're all like, Nope, not going to happen. And that's, that's how close we are. Cause we're not, that's one thing I like about Axe and Sledge is, is there no, like we don't look down on anybody because somebody always has their first day walking into the gym. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, do. Yeah, and people don't understand that these days, you know, you see these guys commenting on these pages that are, you know, jacked, you know, 200 pounds and they're hating on some guy that's skinny mini that just walked in the gym dude it takes a, it takes a lot of courage to either post on the accent slash demo or the demo crew because you know what happens if that's their first post and they're going out of their way or their comfort zone to to try to, to try to get uplifting and then you got some keyboard warrior that completely breaks them down you know and that's why i'm kind of like uh that's why i just I, I love the crew i mean You'll, you'll see them. They'll all get on there. They'll all have each other's back, and I think that's what makes us so close. Oh, yeah, and then you get those new guys that are on there, and everybody's just, I mean, they get the most comments. Like, hey, can you help me out? Where do I start? And you have fucking 112 comments on there saying, hey, this is what you I think you can do. Try it out. If that doesn't work, go to the next comment. This is what I do, you know. And uh, <clears throat> just, hey, you know, I fucking keep pushing. Be a hardworking motherfucker. Just say it. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, and, you know, but it all comes down to the base. I mean, it all comes down to Seth and Bob and I know there's Pat and all them and, you know, Dean, I mean, it all starts with the base and we just, they, it just kind of grew. Everybody's feeding off the real shit, the good shit. And, you know, 
it's it's awesome man i I literally like you just look at posts and you see people's transformations and you know it's 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 a great page like all the bullshit you you know scroll down on facebook and all the negative shit you see but you can go to an accent sledge or a demo crew post and it's like fucking right now whether you know it's either like fucking right you're like nope now i'm gonna try to get it now you know it's just it's just uplifting man it's 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 fucking awesome i i love it you know when the demo crew first came out i was like hope i can get on here and then i got accepted and i was like this is just fucking awesome this is what it's about it's 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 a team you know we're all a team together and it's i i couldn't i mean i couldn't be more happier being a part of it oh yeah and i mean you know it's it's goes back to you know it's not about the product you know it's about the life we chose to live like what's driving us to driving us to be the people that we are now like get closer and yeah i mean family. you're 100 right and i was gonna say this earlier but it's like uh might not be everything to say but like you're right like it's not even about accents Ledge products they're fucking awesome but even if they were say shit the people that are in the group are just they're just awesome like like, but I mean, that was perfect the way you said it, you know, it's not all about the product. It's about, you know, I mean, I didn't expect to be close with like Tony Davis, you know, me and him got together. He came down here to PA. Um, well, obviously, you know, he worked in PA. He just hit me up and was like, Hey man, you want to lift? And I'm like, fuck yeah. And he came down here, just my little town, uh, little town. And we lifted together. I still talk to him all the time. You know, we bullshit, whether it's about football or, Tony, when you listen to this, go Texans. He's all fired up. But, um, you know, it's just the relationships. John Wilson, you know, he's been uh, – I've known John since I first started Axon Slay – or, sorry, All-American Roughneck. He was he was already buying stuff, and him and his wife were, were repping the gear. And, you know, I think they're the only ones I've known before me that actually rep it. But, I mean, now look at John. He's he's doing his thing, and I'm, I'm proud to – know them too so i mean it's everything's just awesome man it's just it's a great group you know i i I, uh definitely encourage people that are just getting to the gym or even if you're not getting gym even if you're been there forever to to join the accent sledge group because you know it's definitely gonna give you tips and even just to be a you know great motivation around a lot of people oh yeah it'll it'll lift you it'll lift you if you're down for sure or if you're just starting it'll fucking it'll put us you got that right to get going good so why did you join the demo crew to start? Just because uh, you were starting, you were following uh, Seth, and uh, you noticed. Yeah, the demo crew. yeah, no, um, you know, you always want to be a part of something. Um, you know, uh, like I said, go back to before. You know, um, when I said I wanted to be a quote unquote professional MMA fighter, you know, you see at that time it was like tap out and all this kind of stuff, and I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of that, and then and then I dra- oh, yeah. I was like, nah, that's nah, not for me, and you know when the demo crew came up, I was like, I just want to be a part of something that's real. I want to be a part of something that I can stand behind. And it wasn't like, and the, the best thing about demo crew is you don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be something that's just something that's crazy or, you know, like a professional athlete. All you got to do is like, just be a hardworking motherfucker and just be you and just be the best you can be. And if that's, that's all you are, that's good enough. If you're trying to be the best motherfucker you can be, you don't have you can be 250 pounds and overweight. But if you're still trying to become the best motherfucker to be 200 pounds, that's all they want. They don't they don't they don't care if you're fucking a pro athlete or what. They just want to be they just want you to be a part of something real and believe in becoming better. That's it. You know, when Seth came out with that, I was like, "Yep. I'm hop, I'm hopping on that one cuz I mean, 
you can't hate on Seth. He's he's the realest motherfucker out there. He just says it how it is. And I, I I've literally I respect him so much. And even Bob, dude, Bob is probably one of the funniest guys I've ever even on the podcast, dude. I I can't I'd crack up. I mean, you know, the whole group's just Bob's like a Bob's like a super yes. subtle set. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he's a, he's like the he's like the professional yes. version of Seth. Yes. Very much but the way he comes across, I mean, <laughs> I'm not like I'm not gonna lie, I'll watch I'll listen to the whole podcast. I'll talk to my buddy Paulie. He'll be like, I'll be like, Are you done listening to the podcast? He'll be like, Yeah. And then we'll talk about a quote that Bob said. And we just it's just he doesn't mean to be funny, but he's just real down to earth dude. And that's the best part about it, man. He just enjoys life, and that's why I think Axe and Sledge and All American Roughneck are so good is because the team they have around them. You know what I'm saying? And they'll preach it every, yeah, every they, day. Yeah, you know? like it's the, it's the team that makes. Yeah, it. that's I mean that's what makes it. You know, people around. Um, you know, um, but I mean, podcast. I mean, these are the best things to have, especially when you know you're at work. You can sit there and you can. You know, I love just putting my headphones in at work, popping them in, listening to the podcast, and like literally change your life. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you listen to all. Have you listened to all Seth's podcast yet? And that the oh, yeah, probably yeah. the most one that got <laughs> to me was that Brandon. Uh, I want to make sure I'm saying it. Remball, the veteran. Oh yeah, no, that was a that was a dude. I told you what. one. <laughs> you don't know exactly. You don't know what goes through their Man, head until you. I, I and I've reached out to Brandon, just because I don't know. Like, changed my mind. Like this motherfucker did all that, and you know, went through all that shit in his life, and he just still. Now, the best thing in his life, he said before his daughter was born, was his legs getting blown off. It's like, I need to put stuff in perspective here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah I think I, I think my other yeah. guy problem. Yeah, and no. it's just like, it just made me, I don't know. Like, I hope the your podcast just hits like Seth does. I feel like, you know, when people listen to this, they can relate to it. And it's not, it's not fake. It's not, it's just people being real on understand you're not the only person that goes through these things. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's what we're here for as a demo crew anyways, right? We're just, we're here to get our stories out there and fucking be real and personal with everybody. So that hopefully they'll like Tony's story and, uh, John, John and Michelle's story and your story. You know what I mean? Like hopefully it'll touch somebody new out there and bring them in and drive them to push forward and uh just like hey look here you might not have the same issues i do but if i could push through my shit you can push exactly. through your shit so get off your ass exactly you know I mean? and you know but i mean sometimes you hear these stories and i think you know it's so cool because like i've known some of kind of tony's story because you know we worked out together um but then you know going through his little details of his life it's like damn but then like john wilson you know you hear parts about his story and you know the biggest thing in my life and that i always and this is one of the biggest quotes i don't judge anybody's life you will not see me walk in on anybody and being like what the fuck like i just don't because i don't know your story how's it fair for me to come in your story and judge you over just the chapter that i read you know and that's just i've never ever been that person i never ever will be i'll never judge anybody but like you hear these stories and like John Wilson, I didn't know he was, you know, and not that he, he would have to come to me, but like hearing that he was married before, you know, and you hear all these stories and you're like, damn, like 
that's cool. Like that's kind of what morphed him into being this person or to going into that person. And you like, that's why I just never judge anybody's, anybody's book because I haven't read the whole thing. And your podcast gives these people a chance to open up their book and let people read it. And then you're like, holy shit, man, I, I see that person a little differently now. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's, I think it's cool. Yeah. And then when you, when you see their videos on like Instagram or the demo crew page or any of that, it's like, you know what? you you have that, that yep. personal yep. connection with that person. Now, yep. you know what I mean, but I mean, yeah, I mean like what you're doing for, you know, even you, you know, doing the podcast and having like, you know, me, John and Tony and, you know, whoever's yet to come, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it, it just lets, it's just another story for somebody else to can relate to or to push them. Or even it could be one little thing that Tony said. It's like, somebody's like, holy shit, you know what? He's just like me. Or, you know what? I need to push through this week and I need to grind because guess what? I get, I do get to see my kids every night which Tony doesn't get to. It's, it's little stuff like that that can be the littlest thing that can completely just change the way you look at life. I didn't know anybody yeah. says you're you as much as me. Yeah, there's you Tony, go. you heard. Yeah, but I mean, but see, it works for him. It's good, and, you know, people people catch on, And but I mean, that's what it's about. Like, I mean, I've never seen, I mean, well, it's kind of like Seth, hardworking motherfucker. I mean, that's all you see hashtags of is hard-working motherfucker i mean yep. it, it's it's just little stuff that people pick up on that just uh um so i gotta bring up one guy and probably the best guy I like watching on accent sledge page his name is ricky tesetto and he uh when he first came on he somebody started making fun of the tank he had on and everybody lit him up and but he is like like just just Dogging on him for no reason. He's 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 in the gym. He's trying to make himself better, and us like right away. Like I said before, Axon Sledge popped in. I was like, no, we're not doing this. Like, not about this. But that guy has the most heart, and he pushes and just be, he becomes better every day. And I know it's crazy, but like he doesn't get tagged that much. But like he's literally like I love watching his videos. And hopefully he listens to this and realizes, you know, I know him and uh, he, Tony's definitely um, brought his head up a little bit and, you know, got his spirits better. And, you know, it's just awesome to see stuff like that because, you know, he's out there trying to be the best person he can be. And um, I challenged him in um, that push-up challenge, the clap push-ups, what they are. By the way, they made my whole body hurt. But – he was there, and he had a great time doing it, and he did it, and it was fucking awesome. I was like, me and my wife watched it, and we're like, this is what it's a fucking about. Like, we're just having a good time, enjoying it, and that's what it's about. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's he's uh, he's getting out there, dude. He's making videos now. He's letting everybody know who he is personally. Yeah. and Yes. And- always fucking pushing. So even in, even in this time that we're in right now where you can't go to the gym, he's still – and didn't he get sick? Yes. Hey, he yes, like- he just recently he got sick with uh I forgot what he said was going on, but yeah, he got sick. He said he said it wasn't corona, but it was uh that it was something. And anyways, uh he's hey, still fucking he's still-, he's still grinding. You know what I mean? He's still he's like, I feel a little good today. I'm gonna, I'm yep. gonna do yeah, I got challenged, so I yeah. feel a little and good, I'm gonna fucking do this. But that's what it's about, man. I mean it's people like him that come in and they're kinda of nervous to get out of the comfort comfort zone. 
But then you got people like Tony Davis talking them up like, you fucking got it. And then John Wilson and then the rest of the crew kind of getting his motivation everybody. up. <laughs> and then they're like, you know, then he, he starts making more videos, you know, and um, stuff like that. I mean, if you if you can't appreciate that and, you know, you're in the wrong group because that's what we're about, you know, taking people out of the comfort zones, making you feel comfortable. It's OK to share your share your progress, even if you're not where you want to be. Dude, just share it. Tell your story, you know. And guess what? You'll fucking get there. You'll get yeah, you'll there get there. We'll we'll fucking give you a hard time. Yeah. Or, and I mean, that's what it's about, man. That's what you know. That's why Seth created this. You know, we have a whole bunch of fuckery. We joke around, but we also, you know, we like to get to work. And you know, whether it's at work or at the gym, you know. And uh, I'm just, I don't know. I can. Uh, I'm very humbled to be able to come on a podcast. I'm very humbled to be a. You know, we're. Uh, I mean, it's not we're nothing big, but even the people that I know. I mean, getting even getting tagged to do 50 push-ups. Yeah, I'm pissed off at the time because I don't like doing it, but it's like, man, people tagged me in this shit because they thought of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that little, that little, little bit that just makes you feel like you're something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's what it's about. It's like, well, that's, that's what a lot of people want. And like you said, you want to be a part of something and that just draws you in. You know what? I'm a part of something right now. People are like, you know what? I'm going to tag yep. Justin and I want to see Justin do this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're fucked now. When I'm done here, I'm gonna tag you in something. <laughs> hey, I got I got a couple challenges under my under, <clears throat> under, under my way, but I got the um, couple of squats. I, yeah. My wife didn't like that. The only challenge. <laughs> yeah, the only challenge I won't do. I'm yeah. not. I'm not doing the whole chug water. I don't. Uh, I can't. I saw uh, Tony was chugging water and John Wilson. I was like, oh, I'm gonna pass on that one. I was, oh man, I well, I was talking to I was talking to John a little bit uh, last night, um, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, man, I got a fucking, I just got challenged tonight, but I have to chug something, water or something, and like, fuck, I don't know if I want to do it tonight or in the morning. Like, well, I don't know, I'd probably just knock it out. And he's like, I think I'm gonna do it in the morning. I'm like, I, I, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do it in the morning. I'd probably feel, I'd probably feel like shit. Like you know, you got your your body's got to warm up to the day. And anyways, he ended up doing it in the morning. He fucking chugged uh, yeah, shark the grind. Shark yeah, I saw. Him. Like, oh, of... I don't know how he chugged it. I saw him in his uh, work uniform. I said, "Look at you, you fresh working hard motherfucker." He was like, he started laughing. But yeah, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> but that's what it's about. I mean, just even, uh, you know, oh yeah, that's one challenge I can't I can't get on. I I can't. Up on end up peeing the bed or something if I drink too much water before I get to bed. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, so what do you well, do for a living? Speaking well, of- I was gonna go in this early, but uh, just like I said, when I got out of school, I did uh, painting, uh, hopped in some trades. Um, I uh, was a painter. Then I um, tried working with my dad. Uh, kind of sounds funny. My dad owns, he owned an um, insurance company to insure horses and farms. So it's like health insurance for horses. Yeah. So he worked in a, he worked in a freaking uh-huh. uh, office. I tried working for him and I just, I couldn't do it. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm sitting by a desk, you know, eight hours a day. I can't fucking do it. So I left there and then 
when I told you that I, uh, my ex fiance, um, her parents owns a Christmas tree farm in Tawnytown. So I went and worked for them, which was awesome. I mean, I, I literally love, I love working outside. I mean, Christmas trees is awesome. People are always happy to come get them. So I did that for about five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fucking awesome, dude. I mean, people are like, oh, well, what are you doing? When it's not Christmas tree season. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, what do you do if it's not, you know, you're not selling them? I'm like, it's a year round thing. You got to shear them. You got to fertilize them. You got to, you know, spray the weeds in between. I was like, it's a year round job. It's always, like it's always Christmas season. Yeah, right? I'm always fucking <laughs> around here and staying ahead around here. <laughs> so, but I mean, it was a good time. And then, um, you know, um, I had a couple odd odds and ends here and there. Um, uh, then I went to um, Frame Houses for uh, it was a company called NVR, which is uh, basically Ryan Holmes. Um, I was a lead framer. I worked my way up from basically the bitch of the company to being a lead framer in charge of twelve guys. Um, and then just being me, um, I got hired. Uh, I got a message from a guy one night saying, "Hey." Um, cause I, I inquired about a job. Um, my son played, uh, football and his head coach owned a construction company. And I was like, Hey, I was like, I'll come frame for you if you want. He goes, hi, oh, you don't want to work for me. I'm an asshole. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll still come work for you. So he's like, no, you don't work for me. So two years went by and all of a sudden I get a text message and he's like, Hey, you want to come work for me? I'm like, doing what? And he was like, I want you to come be my like superintendent slash punch out guy. And I'm like. I've been in my company for eight years. I got my time in. I got, you know, got my time in, got vacation. You know, they take pretty good care of me. I was like, I don't know if that's what I want. So he's like, just come over to the house and just, just talk to me. Just, you know, just let me talk to you. If it's, if it's not what you want, that's, that's all right. So I went and talked to him, whatever thing. And I was like, you know what? If it's pretty much out of your comfort zone, it's probably the right thing to do. And I, I worked for a custom home building company in Maryland, um, superintendent. I went from punch out guy, uh, but we literally exp- just went to the roof busy. Um, so I kind of like took, uh, I'm just the superintendent now. Um, I love my job. I literally like, I literally had the best bosses in the world that care for me. Um, I didn't that sounds funny, but I, I, I've never been happier. I've never been happier with the job. Um, they take good care of me, take care of my family. Um, and then, you know, it, the, the thing about today's, today's side is that your boss really don't give a shit about you. Oh, I can't come in. Well, why? And my kid's sick. Well, tough shit. Find somebody else to, you know, to, find, to take care of them, you know? And, you know, yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't remember that yes, life actually. You're absolutely right. Around, you know, and, you know I mean? You know, with all this stuff going around with the coronavirus and all, you know, obviously your kids are probably shut down too. He's like, look. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's like, you know, you can't find somebody to watch your kids. Just let me know. Stay home with them. And he's like, you're fine. I'll take care of you. Like, you're like, everything's fine. You need to worry about your family. Your kid. I've never had a boss like that. You know, I've never, when he, uh, he knows about my dad and all that kind of stuff, he'll check on me. And it's like, it's kind of good to have that, you know. If you're a boss and you take care of your employees, they will take care of you. They'll make sure you're all right. And that's where I'm at now. Like my boss literally, he will check on me. He will make sure 
and I'm all right. I'll make sure my kids are all right. Make sure they have a babysitter. And that's, 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 I mean, I've never been happier. I don't think I'll ever leave. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically set up for, for success the rest of my life. Cause eventually, you know, we'll all move up the ladder. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and we're still young. You know, when you're up, when you're up there already and you're at around this age. Yeah. Like, yeah, it definitely man, is. The sky's the limit. <laughs> well, I mean, like where I'm at, I'm, I work for um, oh, uh, state prison in Arizona. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 30 and um, I yeah. promoted real quick. You know what I mean? So I mean, I'm going to flip the, flip the podcast on you real quick. So what made you, what made you want to get into oh, okay. doing <laughs> uh, like working there? Because I, that's like, dude, that's some dark shit right there. I mean, what you're dealing with. My buddy did that shit. And it's like, a, it's a dark place. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Flipping the script here. So, uh, I grew up, I grew up in this uh, place called Lake, Lake County, California. And um, just growing up, I graduated from high school, and I noticed that all the buddies, all my close friends that I graduated with from high school, they all got into drugs. I grew up out in the mountains, up out in the sticks, away from everybody, 20 minutes to drive into town. Well, I heard you were talking about, I heard you were talking about like hunting and uh, all that kind of stuff. So when you moved around here, it was different. So yeah, I understand where you're coming from. But anyways, all those guys I graduated with, they ended up getting on drugs, and I... Like, it hit me hard when I went to Walmart. I saw this guy, he looked homeless, on, uh, sitting outside. But he was just tweaked out of his mind, didn't, had, he wasn't asking for money, he was just like past there, he was like sitting there um, in front of Walmart. And I get, I had to do a double take, and I noticed that it was one of my good, one of my good friends yeah. that I grew up with in high school. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I tried to talk to him, and I can't understand the fucking word he's saying. And he's just like speaking different and he's just high. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? So anyways, I ended up, I was like, you know what? That's when I decided I'm going to go into law enforcement. I'm going to get into some kind of law enforcement. So I ended up going into a police academy in Napa Valley, California. And uh, my wife actually lived in Lake Havasu, Arizona to go to college. And I did the whole, I was working construction at the time, uh, like while I was doing the police academy and everything was doing construction and uh every weekend i would drive down to i would drive for 12 hours to see my well yeah. she was we were married at the time but my girlfriend which is my wife now um so anyways she wanted me to move down here so i said you know what uh i'll move down there as long as you get me a yeah. job in the field that i'm in that. so she was like okay so she ended up applying to like a whole bunch of different uh she applied to uh, like the sheriff's department here, the police department, and the prison. And um, anyway, so the prison called me and and they offered me a job, and I was like, "Fuck it, all right." So I did the leap, and I just uh, they I was driving a truck. You, I don't know if you saw on the news, but when California was like yep, burned down, yep. when the town was burned down, all that stuff. <laughs> well, I worked that area when I was doing construction. I was uh, part of the cleanup crew. I'd drive a rig into the like one of the housing sites, and they'd load me up with whatever material they separated, like the metal yeah. or the wood or whatever I needed to do. And uh, they'd load me up, then I'd go dump it at the dump. <clears throat> well, anyways, I was driving to do that, and uh, the prison called me and said, hey, tomorrow you have a phone interview. Tomorrow morning you have a phone interview, and 
um, the next day we want you down here for testing. And I'm like, that's fucking 12 hours away. They're like, well, can you make it? I'm like, fuck it. All right. And then they said, and that was going to be Friday. And then they said, Monday, you'll start the academy. I'm like, yeah. Okay, cool. Fuck it. Why not? So I, w- I went home, packed a bag of fucking clothes, a garbage bag of clothes. And I waited till the next morning to get that phone call. And I called the, I called my wife, said, Hey, I'm going to, uh, have a phone interview tomorrow morning. And as, right after that phone interview, I'm driving your way and I'm bringing a bag of clothes with me because I have an interview or I have testing the physical and the yeah, psych and all that stuff uh, in the morning. She's like, she's like, okay. So I had the phone interview, drove down 20 or 12 hours, uh, basically moved and uh, did the testing. And That's fucking awesome, dude. Starting the academy. But yeah, that was, uh, it's got to be like, almost five years ago now it's probably like five years ago now and i mean like i said i uh i just promoted quick there like i've always been a yeah i've always felt like i've been a hard-working motherfucker like my whole family grew up around construction and like as soon as i saw that in front of walmart that dude i grew up grew up with and he was just fucking twacked out of his mind i said you know what I'm not going to be that construction guy. I'm going to, I'm going to get in the line. That's fucking, that's fucking awesome, dude. Cause I mean, like I said, you know, and it goes back to, you know, why you have your whole podcast is that, dude, I would have never known that about you. And I would, I wouldn't have looked at you any differently, but now that I know like a little bit of your story, it's like, holy fuck. Like that's fucking awesome. And that's why, like, I'm glad that you started your podcast because like, I'm just, I'm just Justin Cohen here from, you know, in Willstown, Pennsylvania, but I think we all have a story. And even if you can take something small, you know, so small from, you know, what we're saying, whether you say it, I say it, Tony, John, you know, um, I know there's other podcasts going on, Mike Busby, you know, Billy Weinstein. But I mean, even, even if it's something little that you can take away from a whole fucking podcast, that's all that matters. All it takes is that little bit just might maybe get you over that hill, get you over that hunch. And that's what it's about, man. I mean, but like, I I, I never went in it. Like, I'm glad I didn't tell you I was a drug dealer because I was gonna. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I'm just fucking. I'm just fucking. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking up. again. All right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no, I mean, yeah, no, it's cool though. I mean, that's why we do this. You know, that's like, that's that's what it is. We're just here to build each other up, so that way. I mean, we all have our different char- characteristics and different strengths and weaknesses. Well, I'm going to feed my, like, my weaknesses. Like, at first, my weakness was I didn't want to fight. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to do the social media thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, when it comes yeah. to the demo crew, like, I didn't know how to make videos and stuff. But guess what? I'm feeding off of uh, other people's strengths, yeah. like Tony Davis's strength and John, their strengths. They're really good at doing the video thing and social media and getting their stuff out there, yep. getting their story out, just with all that. And yep. I'm getting yeah. off that. And yeah, I mean, that's what. Uh, up, you know what I mean, you know, that's what it's about. I mean, uh, you got it. You got it. You got it. Like with with. The, to be honest, I never, ever, ever comment in the demo crew. I don't know why. I just if I'm gonna do a post, it's usually always always an action sledge. Um, I I'm not smart enough. Like I don't know if there's like a like a app you can do that or whatever post them to both but i just do the one but you know that's the one thing about this this page is that you have some of these people that have never ever posted a single post in their life and they're gonna they're about to go out of the comfort zone they're gonna post say maybe they're doing push-ups and you'll have that one fucking douchebag it's like 
well, that's wrong. And it's like, dude, like, how do you don't know their whole their whole goals, their whole life? What happens if they can never do a push up before, but they just did one, and all of a sudden you're talking down on them? You know what I'm saying? It's like, and that's why like I like us so much because if somebody does down talk them, then you have the people that are like, mm, you're not going to do that here. Like that's not what we're about. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we're, we're going to bite your fucking. We're going to bite your fucking head off. But dude, it's <laughs> funny as shit though. I mean, maybe not funny to them, but like. Dude, if you talk if you talk down on somebody and say the right the like the right people catch you, dude, you'll back out of the conversation. You're like, mm, nope, I, I shouldn't have fucking said one word, you know. And that's that's what we're about. And it's, we all have each other's back. And if you want to be a real, you know, part of the Axe and Sledge crew or the demo crew, dude, we're not here to hate. We're here to build build each other up. And that's why this is what it is now is because we don't, you know, we don't hate on each other. And that's why. You know, other companies don't go as far as because, you know, we don't allow the hate, you know, and I I, I I love to see when people that are negative or down somebody, they get, you know, erased or deleted because we're not about that, man. Like everybody, that page is all about becoming better. It's not about anything else other than becoming better and trying to help each other out or just some kind of fuckery. And you know what? Why I'm on pop, why I'm on here, I think I need to clarify myself because we had this push-up challenge last week right and i'm sitting there with my wife and i'm like what can i do because dude i i'll do anything to get a laugh dude i don't give a shit like i will literally do anything to get a laugh so i'm talking to my wife i'm like what can i do that's so fucking random just get a laugh so we're upstairs about to go to bed i said i'm gonna put your bra and panties on now i left my fucking underwear on yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do a fuckery. And people are like, so some people are like, oh, like why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? And I'm like, I got your mind off the coronavirus, didn't I? And I was just joking around. So I was happy with it. I woke up in the morning. I was like, I don't give a shit. It was funny. You know, I thought I was completely fucked up. And then I listened to Seth's and Bob's podcast, and I'm like, I'm normal. But then I'm at work, and all of a sudden I see so-and-so shares – your picture or your video. So some guy's sharing a picture on his Facebook page of me in a bra and underwear, not knowing the background of anything of why I'm doing push-ups. And I'm like, nope, nope. This ain't getting spread about me. So I had to delete the post, but I was like, son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I fucking deleted I it because I was way. like, no, <laughs> my boss is not going to scroll up on Facebook and see me in brown panties doing push-ups. It's just not going to fucking happen. And people, you know, people were like, oh, why the fuck is he doing that? And I was like, dude, it was just a completely bullshit. Me and my wife were sitting here. Uh, I know Tony was doing some kind of – Tony challenged me to something. And I was like, I'm just going to do something completely random. I want somebody to look at this video and be like, what the fuck is he doing? And I – it was right, but I didn't want anybody to share the shit, you know, because they don't, they don't know the backstory of the, of the uh, video. So I was like, nope, I'm deleting that. Oh gosh. Well, you know, and who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe someone was like, you know what? That's funny shit. Took my mind off the coronavirus. And you actually touched that person in a certain way where it's like, with, or they were like, man, his wife has big tits. Either one. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. That's a huge bar. Yeah. All right. Like, man, holy shit. Is his wife going to pop out next? (laughs) She didn't. I wished. (laughs) Uh, no, 
So, uh, what's your motivation? Like, what, what motivates you to keep going? You know what I mean? Like, you got away from alcoholism. Now you're just like a social drinker, like the rest of us, right? And uh, you still work out, and uh, you're still driving forward. Now you're doing videos, and uh, now you have um, like. What is keep <laughs> it sounds going? funny. Uh, I don't want to be normal. Um, and it's crazy. That sound. I don't want to be normal. I don't want to be the guy. And that's fine for some people. Some people want to live, you know, the seven to five job, uh, sorry, nine to five job or whatever it may be, their hours and want to go home. And some people are, 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 are fine living a mediocre life. Um, and that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I want more, you know, whether I, I like having toys, you know, I have a fifth wheel camper. I have trucks, you know, I want to work hard. I, I no matter what I do, I want to try to do it the best of my ability, no matter what it, what it is, you know. And, you know, my motivation is whether it's, you know, the, say it's this push-up challenge. You watch somebody, I did, they did 21. All right, I'm at 20, I'm at 22, I'm at 23, you know. And it's not that I'm saying that I'm better than them, but it's just your motivation. Then they see, oh, you son of a bitch, I'm going to do more back, you know, but – you know, every every day is a day to be motivated. Every day you get up is a day to be motivated. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I look at life a lot different than other people. I'm I'm never, I, very rarely am I ever pissed off or mad or upset. Usually, for the most part, I'm a pretty happy guy. I, I crack jokes, I joke around. I'll, it's probably why I get like like Seth and all them so much is because it's just so much bullshit. But I do like. I just want to live life. I want to live life. I want to make the make the the best of it I can. But I also I don't want to be normal. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to be. I don't want to live that just regular life. I want to. Uh, I want my kids to have the best. I want to have the best. You know, I want to have the toys. I want to look back and be like, I got to do this, and you know, and that's just that's just the way I am, man. I mean, like, yeah. and I, and I, and I think. Everybody in the demo crew, we're acting sledge. I think we're all looking like, like I'm not saying when I say I, w- I don't want to be normal. Like when I say I don't want to be normal, it could be even just being different and just posting on X and sledge every day. I'm not normal. I'm not nor. I'm going out of what normal is. I'm posting every day. I'm trying to get a hold of, you know, keep contact with, you know, X and sledge members. Or it can be the little thing. It doesn't have to be something crazy. Like I want to own a private jet someday. It could just be, I just want to be different. I just want to be, I just want to be the most successful I can be. And that's it, you know? And, and that's, that's, that's yeah. Like you don't want to hit that. You don't want to hit that comfort zone then where like you're just with the nine to five job comfort zone where you get to do what you got to do every day until you retire and just finish and be like, okay, cool. I did what I, I did what I needed to do. So I'm I'm good and just have that yeah, like yeah and and, and, nice and you know life you know what I mean it's just I, I don't I don't say that if you know if that's if that's what people like by all means if that's if you like to live that that's fine like and I but like I always tell my wife I'm not comfort I'm not comfortable comfortable being where I'm at right now like I want more does that make me you know does that make the other person that just wants to live nine to five worse than me no not not at all. It just makes me that I have higher, like, I want more in life. I only get, I only get one, one round here. 
I don't get to go and be like, hey, I didn't like I didn't like the way that first round went. Can I go again? Like, no, you only get one round of this. I want to be the best man I can be for my kids. I want my kids to look at me and be like, holy shit, my dad is busting his ass. Like, dude, I'll tell you what, like, if it weren't for my dad, you know, and my mom, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. I look at my parents and I'm just like, man, they always wanted more. And they didn't want more because, you know, when we were kids, they didn't have podcasts on kind of stuff. You know, they just wanted more for their self so their kids could embrace that. And that's what I want for my kids. I just want to give them the best I can do no matter what I what I do. So they see that and they're like, you know what? I want the best for myself and I want the best for the generations to come. And uh, are you are you like full bore eating schedule or are you <laughs> so, doing your own thing? No, I hate to say it. Um, <laughs> so when I went to ninth grade, I'll make it a long story here. Not long, but um, I, dude, I was – I was small as shit, dude. Like, I'm not kidding. When I went in ninth grade, my backpack was almost bigger than me. Um, and I'll tell you something. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I actually had to get a steroid shot when I was in ninth grade to actually fucking grow. Like, I was just small as shit, dude. Like, I literally walked in, and they were like, what the hell is this sixth grader doing here? Like, I was just small as shit. So, I, I actually had to get, like, go to the doctors, get steroid shots for my – to actually fucking – my balls would drop. <laughs> So it took me fucking – I mean, I, I I get made fun of all the time. How do you balance work life? And- so um, <laughs> I do work uh, – I usually have to get the job site 734, uh, 730 to 4 o'clock. And I'm in every one of my kids' sports. So my oldest son is baseball, football, and wrestling. I'm a head coach of wrestling – and football, um, and I'm assistant coach in baseball. So year-round, like, I'm literally, like, I'm getting off work. I'm coming home. Like, with wrestling just ended, I'm literally coming home. I uh, get home about five, eat something real quick, go to uh, wrestling practice, and then I go to the gym. So, I mean, it, it comes to a point of how much you want to be in your kid's life. Like, And something I didn't always realize is that, you know, you all like you always have the time, like they say. I mean, everybody said it. You have the time. It just matters if it's a priority or not. And you know, for a while there, I was, I was like, ah, I can't go to the gym. You know, I got practice, and then after that, but no, I made it a priority. Like you know, my son's football practice—it's fucking ridiculous. It's only flag football. It's from like six to eight. So then I'm leaving there, going to the Y, and, you know. But, I mean, you all got, you got to make it a priority. But also, I have a good support system. You know, my wife want to meet me there. She'll take the kids home while I go to the gym. And it's just – it all works out. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't matter what you really have going on in your life. If you want something bad enough, you'll make time for it. But all the question is, are you going to make time for it? And for a while there, no, I wouldn't. I would. I, I was so good at making excuses. Well – I worked all day. I'm tired. Blah blah. I had I had the time. I just didn't. It was just so much easier for you to be like, yeah, you're right. You can go home and go to bed. But but I've always, um, like I said before earlier in the podcast, is I've always been a. I haven't always been the greatest husband or the, the greatest fiance, but I've always been a good dad. That's one thing I've never failed at. And I've this year my youngest, which he's five, um, started doing t-ball. 
and he did wrestling. We realized wrestling's not for him. I'd be teaching class and he'd be doing circles around the mats. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, you, you, you gotta, you always have time. Sorry, everybody. You always have time. It just matters if, if you want to sacrifice your time for certain things. And you have two kids, right? They play sports? Two little ones. Uh, <clears throat> my kid wants to try soccer. It's not soccer season yet. We have this weird when it comes to scheduling with sports. Um, yeah. The heat, it gets like 120 outside during the summer. Uh, it's just like for you know, like four months. So, I mean, you just got to like schedule sports and everything. But this is the first year he actually he's going to do some sports. I want to I get him into football waiting for the seasons really and all this stuff going on like we were going to schedule them for soccer but now this is all going on and it's getting around okay uh, we're to schedule them for sports uh, i think t-ball t-ball just started yeah and, i was like uh, i was just about to ask you i've answered they cancel sports yet this i mean he does karate he does karate he he's really into that uh really motivated into that but um yeah, karate's canceled for right now. It's just having I mean, a lot of stuff's canceled, so we're just kind yeah. of waiting for this to blow over to see what's coming. Yeah, out. I don't know, I don't man. Know it's, I give it. A we were sitting there at work today, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, my uh, all my subs were asking me, hey, we work, we work.'" And I said, "Well, we'll see what happens because we live in Maryland, so we were trying to wait for the governor to give his little two cents." And in Arizona, it's all desert, yeah. so we're all in like a rural area. You know what I mean, so. uh like the only places that it hit here is the big cities like Phoenix and yeah. I think uh, I want to say Tucson or no Flagstaff Phoenix and Flagstaff and uh, they're pretty pretty decent drive but <clears throat> I mean it hasn't reached any of these small areas yet here so I think uh, I think it's because it's such a rural area and that's why our gyms are so open and yeah. I mean you yeah. go into town and it looks like business as usual like stores are open and shit. Uh, school can school canceled for like three weeks for right now, but uh, we're doing homeschooling. Yeah, so yeah. We just got a well, factor from the teachers. But yeah, my, I got to make my wife do that shit. I can't understand the math these days. She's like, "Honey, what's this?" I'm like, "Don't fucking ask me." I was like, "I have no idea." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it drives me fucking nuts. They're like, "Oh hey, my kid will say, hey, can you help me with math?'" I'm like, "Oh sure," and then I'll say, "Oh that, you know what that is?" And then he'll tell me the answer. I'm like, "All right, cool, we're done." He's like, no, we gotta, yeah, we gotta write down it's, how it's we fu- got to it. I'm like, oh, it's fucking five plus five, is five plus four. No, you have to use, you have to put a box here, a box here, line. Yeah, dude, it's down it's here fucking to another ridiculous. Box. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, he'll sit there and he'll be like, Dad, how the homework? And I'm like, Yeah, buddy, let's sit this down. I sit down. I'm like, You know what? I gotta go to the bathroom. Ask your mom. And I'm like, Fuck, it's I ain't getting involved in this shit. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna make me look like a dumbass. But yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. But I mean, that's like, that's seriously like, <laughs> like you said, like this whole coronavirus, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm that guy that like, I understand, like, I understand it's a big, it's a big uh, nationwide thing. The problem I have is that like, let's get everybody back, like get to a schedule so I can get back in the fucking gym. Like our gyms closed down. And I was like, I think it was like la- this Monday. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go home and I'm going to start doing home workouts. And I came home and I was like, I can't fucking do it. Like, do, and it's not that I don't want to do stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I'm sorry, I can't do fucking push-ups. I can't do, um, I can't do, uh, like I can do push-ups. But I'm saying like I can't get a, I can't feel like I did a good workout by just doing body exercises. 
You know what I'm saying? I need like, I need my own. Like I tried doing the whole gym in my garage um, before and it just didn't work out for me. And I was like, yep, it's not going to work out now. Like I'll, you know, I'll do push-ups when people challenge me and all that stuff. The main thing I'm working on now is just trying to eat to maintain. And, um, but other than that, like I'm just waiting for the gym to open back up because I'll be hundred percent honest. Me and my garage, we are not lifting together. That's the way it is. <laughs> well, you know, what's important also, I mean, yeah, you know, I would, gym's always important and, you know, we're part of the demo crew, so we got to represent, you know, we're still fucking, we're still pushing it and still grinding, but you know what? You can still grind yeah. sitting on, sitting on the couch, getting closer to your kids. You know what I mean? Um, you know, making sure that they're, they know that you're still going to work your fucking ass off when all yeah. over. Yeah. Like, and I mean, showing them that you're dad, you know what I mean? Like. Like this is a good this is a good time for where you know what instead of spending that two hours in the gym, I'm gonna spend that two hours playing with my kids. I'm gonna show him how to fucking yeah. You're absolutely right. And like, dude, like whatever the fuck. He I mean, I don't know if any there'll be some people on here that probably don't believe, but like the whole like uh, everybody says, like you know, God's slowing everything down to spend more time with their family, and he's fucking right, dude. Do you know how many times you know how many hours I spend coming in from work to either go to a sporting event or say I come home to get the kids. Excuse me, so my wife can, you know, go take care of a client or to go grocery shopping. Like, people don't understand, like, that's like precious time. Slow in your life. In, enjoy your time with your kids. Enjoy times just being at home. Like, and the worst part is, is that, you know, with all this stuff going on, is that the people that, you know, you come in from work and they're going out and they're, um, you know, like my kids, like they're quarantined from school, but then you see all these parents taking their kids out to Walmart and shopping. And it's like, dude, that's not why they shut down schools. They didn't shut down schools for you to take your fucking kids all through Walmart or, you know, shopping. They took you to as a nation. Let's all just be coming together, spend time with your family. And, you know, we love it. I mean, my kids, my kids love it. Like me and my wife, we actually like, and I'm gonna drop an I'm gonna I'm gonna do a name drop here. My cookie dealer. Okay. Ever since <laughs> have you have you tried them yet? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. You know what? I haven't. Uh I every time I go on, like recently, <clears throat> every time I go on, they're fucking sold out. No, and not. I know they're slowing down now. I, I don't even think they're sending out anymore. They're doing delivery. And that's what sucks. It's like, man, I've heard about them for a while and I'm like, fuck, I I'm gonna try it. So I Buckled down. It was like two weeks ago. Buckled down and said, "All right, I'm gonna fucking buy it. I'm gonna buy one of those mystery boxes or mystery packs." And uh, went on, went did or went on Instagram. Nope, sold out. I'm like, "Fuck!" And then uh, I went on the website. I literally yeah. went on the website like at least probably two, three times a week, just trying to fucking. So it was just past past two weeks, trying to fucking get on there and get some. But uh, dude, it's it like studying, literally like so uh I'm so like. Playing the waiting. It was last last week sometime. I don't know the exact date. And my wife like put a notification, and then her best friend Mandy put a notification. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I'm at work, and they're like, "Holy shit, it's live!" And then I have like a couple guys from um from the crew that I'm part of, like Billy, John, Tony, um, Drew. Sorry, his name Drew. They all hopped on there. Justin, hop on there. Get the magic. Blah blah. 
<laughs> so that uh, my wife and her best friend get on there, buy them. Uh, it was like the like you said the variety pack, and they bought them. And I'm telling you what, dude, they can't, not only one. The shipping was fucking phenomenal. It was like it was like there in two days, and we're like, holy shit! So like, I'm like, whatever. We just spent fuck fucking fifty dollars on cookies. This can't be worth it. And like, we literally put it in the microwave for forty five seconds, and I was like, holy shit! Like, dude, Dean was not messing around. Like, you will not regret. And like, I have friends come over, and I'm like, dude, look at these fucking cookies. And they're like, how much you pay? And I'm like, fifty bucks. And like, you're fucking insane. I'm like, just try this. Like, my buddy came over last night, and I thought he was literally getting off of my kitchen table. I'm like, dude, calm down. He's like, they're so fucking good. I'm like, I know. But, dude, anytime anytime you can hop on that, do it because they're fucking – they're literally – like, every – they're worth every $10 per cookie you could ever have. But, I mean, that's – but, honestly, if it wasn't for the demo crew and Axe and Sledge – I wouldn't know anything about them, but thanks to Dean Perone, I know what they're all about. No, I mean, it's here. No, same here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some eventually. Watch. Well, when you better make sure. Over, I'm gonna buy like four boxes. It's gonna be great. My wife's gonna be, my wife's gonna be pissed, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Jimmy, why would you spend fifty dollars on cookies?" I'm like, See, you know what? Hold on one second. I'm gonna put it in the microwave for the oven. She'd be like, like, okay, you you better get on that order fucking more. <laughs> but she'll be like, you better get on that order more. Huh? But you but you need to make sure you hit her up with like a yep. like a <laughs> the OG, which is like a chocolate chip cookie. Don't hit her up with something random that's like gonna completely fucking ruin her. Yeah, yeah don't no, yeah, be subtle. Don't I'm fucking push the issue. I'm gonna be subtle about it. <laughs> what is it? There's like a Snickers one, but it's called. Um, Yep. Nah. Yep. We got that. We got that one. Um, yeah, I think tonight yeah. we're gonna try Oreo because we have two of them. So, um, we both we've liked them all. The only one, uh, my buddy had one. It was uh, like mint chocolate chip or something. It was good, but I mean, you really got to be in the mint chocolate chip to enjoy it. But it was good. I mean, literally, like you, I, I I can't describe it, dude. I could try explaining to you, but I'd be making all kinds of weird fucking noises and people like, what the hell is he doing? And, you know, they're just. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, but I mean, mint chocolate chip, you doesn't matter what you're eating. That's mint chocolate chip. You got to be in the mood for it. It doesn't matter if it's ice cream. The the fucking first cookie we tried was like, it was basically like, you know, a Reese's peanut butter cup and a cookie. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, it was, I mean. I watch Dean's pick, uh, videos all the time, and I'm like, they look good, but mm. – and then I just kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to hop on it. Uh, we had like a little like uh, um, messenger going on in Instagram, and it was uh, Billy, Dean, Tony, John, um, and Drew, and we were kind of talking about the cookies, and then we all like – we just like took the plunge, and now my wife's like, when's the next drop? And I'm like, calm the fuck down. We already got fucking – 15 in there. Calm down. So, but I mean, but now, but see, this is what it comes back to is that it's now it's family. Um, I let my youngest son, now he's in now every night he wants to know what kind of cookie we're having. But I mean, it's little shit like that, dude. You just kind of like, man, like it brings the family together. Like we're sitting here quarantined together, but at night, right before we go to bed, we're all sitting there heating up a cookie for 45, 
seconds and we're enjoying it together. And that's what it's about. It's a little shit like that. It goes back to being a hardworking motherfucker, being a hardworking motherfucker in every aspect of life. And that's when you're bringing your family together. That's be a hardworking motherfucker towards yeah. your family. I mean, it's, 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 job. you know, everybody will, you know, what do you mean a hardworking motherfucker? Well, you just said it. Like, who can go out and just spend 50 bucks on, you know, cookies? You know, I'm spending, I you know I'm working my ass off. You're working your ass. Ass off, you know, Tony, John, we're all working our ass off because we want to provide for our family. We want to be able to do those, you know, fun things. And, you know, if you don't work your ass off, you can't do that, you know. All right, brother. Well, we've been on for a while. Um, and I, I really appreciate you coming on. I think uh, I, I'm excited to get your story out there for sure. Um, I think it's going to help out a lot of people. And... <clears throat> And you and you ended up uh, switching the role. A little yeah, bit. yeah. I mean, I'll so, tell you what, man. I uh, it's gonna be I, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I'm nervous all day. I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna say, but I mean, it was kind of like after we got talking, it was kind of talking like a you know we're demo crew uh, buddies, and it was kind of like just shooting the shit, and I had a good time, and I hope uh, even if I help one person, you know, it will make uh, you know make my day, and you know, I just hope your uh, podcast keeps growing and. Uh, you know, I, I love what you stand for, and I I can't wait to see where you go. I appreciate it, brother. And I'm, you know, we'll do this again in the future. Um, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good journey for both of us. I think it's gonna be good. So, but uh, again, I appreciate you being on, and um, get your story out there. And uh, for everybody listening, uh, Justin, do you have anything you want to say? Do you have, do you have anything? Yeah, I mean, you, I'll, say you know, I want to say to anybody is that like get off. No matter what your goal is, no matter where you came from, um, just do the best you can do in life. You know, uh, the biggest thing, don't judge anybody for their, their ridge traveled or, you know, where they've been. We've all been in some uh, down spot uh, spots in our life, and we're just trying to become the best people we are. And I just hope uh, you guys just uh, just keep grinding and be the best people you can be. Uh, treat each other with respect, and uh, I appreciate everything. Everybody listening, just remember, we're trying to motivate by getting stories out there. Um, if you're new and new to the podcast, like it, share it. Uh, this podcast will be available on Wednesday morning. You can join the Craven Iron Facebook page. It's Craven Iron. and uh, Or the Axe and Sledge Demo Crew Facebook page. All right, brother. 